All right. Howdy, folks. John Hudson here again. And welcome to Techno Monking, my own little odd podcast. Pod oddcast. It's an oddcast. How are you all doing? I'm talking in this voice now. For the whole podcast? No, I'm, I won't do that. Um... Hope you're all doing fine. Life is good over here. As you may have noticed, um, I took a week off last week. Uh, partly because, well, we'll get into some of the, I guess, the nitty-gritty bits of this. But uh, secondarily, I just kind of wanted a little bit of a break. And also, it's, uh, you know what? It's episode 10. I kind of wanted to make this special. I'm not sure how much time I'll be able to dedicate to the rest of this podcast, but I'm gonna, I mean, I don't know if you guys know the process that I um, work through for this thing that I do here. So first off, I, I mean, across the week, I kind of gather notes of what I kind of want to talk about here, about things happening with Habitica or with my little journey through that little uh, productivity website or just in my life. And then on Tuesdays, I record maybe 30 or 40 minutes of just me blathering on. And then after that, I do some minor editing and make the music that goes in the background here. And the music in the end is the largest single... Uh, effort that goes into this podcast and I was <laughs> I was hoping to do something like chip -tune -y, um for the music this week something like really fun and kind of festive but or like cele celebratory in the end though I'm not sure that is something I need to look into I really enjoy making the music for these podcasts, and I guess making music in general. And chiptunes are things that I adore. If you're not a fan of chiptunes, then, I mean, that's fine, but... Jeez, come on, come on. Did you not grow up with Game Boys in your hands and just listening to, like, the Tetris music? The thing is, I don't know if I have a good chiptune sound set and I'm I mean I don't have the equipment to like actually in an analog sense make these tunes like there are actual cartridges you can buy for Game Boys or like uh, all the old consoles that allow you to simply manipulate the sound system built in and make these sounds like natively which is very cool but I don't have that, and I'm not sure if I have a good sound set. I'll have to double check. But if you're hearing chip tunes, then happy-go-lucky, great, good on you. But if not, you know, uh, it's still, I think it's still worth it. I still enjoy making this stuff. After ten episodes, ten episodes? That's a lot for me. I don't know. I don't know if you have, uh, as 
you out there, any of you, if if you have done something regularly, if you've taken on a project and like something that you love or that you've kind of dreamed a little bit about, something that you just really want to be doing, something you daydream about, you know, um, and taken that thing and worked on it regularly for a number of weeks, even months. I hope you have, because it's a good feeling, and it's something that I, I really, I mean, it takes some effort, and it takes some, like, consistency, and that can be tough, but in the end, it's something that's really, really worth it. I'm still not sure what this podcast is for. I mean, this is kind of a, a journal for me, like, just a life journal of the little life hack things I do as, like, an intermediate productivity kind of guy. Intermediate level. I mean, if you wanted to listen to, like, expert-level people, you'd go out and, like, look at all Merlin Mann stuff from, from like, his earlier life. Merlin Mann being, like, a late-stage productivity guru at this point. <laughs> at this point, he's, like, a meta meta guru i don't know he's something else well he's he's just a podcast guy now oh man cool guy so i'm not sure if you folks are here to hear a journal of my life i mean that would be sweet of you but or i'm not sure if you are here for the productivity stuff, like the little hack kind of stuff. Or maybe you're here, you're interested in Habitica, this website that I use, that I kind of am basing this podcast around. Like, that's cool too. And I actually have a lot to talk about uh, around Habitica this week. I just hit level 10. And as much as I love reading the wikis and like kind of finding all the secret little hidden gems in like video games or uh, or movies or just anything um, here I've tried to stay away from the wiki and so I was uh, authentically just completely surprised <laughs> when I hit level 10 and they asked for classes classes very cool uh, to sum up that last point though I don't know what this podcast is. I still don't. But you know what? I'll still kind of... I think I'm still going to aim at, like... Trying to, you know, nurture something... Between you and me, listener out there. Just, uh... I mean... Kind of trying to... Lead. Be a good, like, example of maybe... A person who tries hard at, at projects... And fails a lot of the time... But uh, succeeds in little ways... Maybe just a, maybe the whole point of this podcast is to be that guy, to be a guy who visibly is trying to do shit. <laughs> I don't know. Here, why don't we talk about Habitica? This is, this is important, but first some coffee, because really what is truly important here? So... Level 10. I just hit level 10 this week. It took me 10 weeks to get to level 10. I know you you like hardcore Habitica people out there like can get to level 10 in pff, like three hours or three days. I don't know. 
or like two weeks. Ten weeks, that is really obscene. And it's because, I mean, I have periods, dry periods, where I just don't do anything. And I, I think it's not just periods, I think it's... It's like a couple days, or maybe like one day a week, uh, I'll just need a break. And I'll break away, and those those little like pockets of of breaking away from people and from things is so... I mean, in the end it adds up, and so I tend to like lose a level here and there in this Habitica game. And that's me. But, I mean, 10 weeks in, and I've hit level 10, and that means I can choose a class. So, this Habitica is an RPG. is meant to be like a real-life RPG, which means RPGs are usually very, like, uh, level-driven. As you get higher in levels, you, you unlock certain weapons, or you get enough gold in order to you to, like, purchase cool things, cool effects or shields. And one of the key elements of RPGs is the class system. You can choose like what your skill set is going to be. And in general, well, here in Habitica, you start out as a warrior, I believe. Yeah. Why don't we, as much as I don't open the Habitica wiki ever. So that we get this right. Yeah, so everyone starts as a warrior, but at level 10 you get to choose from the four different classes. And the classes are warrior, which is like a high damage kind of character. You get a lot of cool weapons. Um, and what's the secondary trait? Uh, decent at defense, so like constitution. So again, like a good fighter, a guy who deals a lot of damage and can kind of defend himself. The other three classes are mage, which is like a magic character, a healer, which is magic in like a, an altruistic, altruistic way, and rogue, which is like just a separate uh, all-to-himself kind of guy, who is like a ninja or like cool character. So the mage being a magic kind of character uh, within this game that means that you gain a lot more experience a lot quicker than any other um, class and experience is what you accumulate in order to go up a level Looks like the secondary skill is perception. What is that? I think that's the the main trait of the rogue perception, right? Yeah. So that's that means you find more gold. So a mage, it like, is a magic character, so it gets more experience towards its levels, towards like going up to the next level, and a little bit of gold extra. The healer is has high defense which is kind of the warrior's secondary skill. Um, so it's very defensive and it can heal. It can use, it's like magical, but it's, um, that's a secondary trait and it can use its powers for like healing other people in its party. You see, I, I haven't, I still haven't used like the party system of Habitica yet. There's a whole side of Habitica where 
you get a group of your friends together, all on Habitica doing their own little things. And you can connect and say, like, let's let's battle a monster or something. And then, like, across the next few days or weeks, you every day as you finish your tasks, you deal a little bit of damage to this monster. And so together as a team, you're fighting like a common enemy, which is really cool. And at some point, I'll have to do that. So... So far we have Warrior, Mage, Healer, and the Rogue. The Rogue being the the guy with high perception, which means he's going to find more gold. Um, again, the, the way this system works is you have a, a number of bars at the top of the screen. A health bar that you want to keep up and that will... Uh, I mean... As it goes down, you'll be more and more damaged, like, at the end of the day, if you don't finish certain tasks. Then you have an experience bar that goes up instead of, like, going down as you deal damage, like the health bar. So the experience bar goes up as you accumulate experience and try to hit a certain number and get to the next level. Level 10, level 11. And with the class system, you just... I just got a, another bar for mana, which is, whoa, okay, so, again, RPGs uh, and these class systems tend to have, like, magical characters who can use mana, which is, like, a magical um, buffer. It's sort of your, the amount of magic that you can have. You see, I'm not an RPG pro, and uh, in the end, you know what, I, I just kind of, like, explaining things and that's sort of how I think about things so don't feel like like I'm trying to talk down to you please and also if I'm like missing huge details let me know but also I I'm mostly talking to myself and trying to teach myself these things teaching is sort of how I learn things myself so this may be obvious to some of you and it may be complete gibberish to others so bear with me and then the other the other like bar quote quote unquote the other like status thing that you can accumulate is your money which is for instance what the rogue class it is going like if you choose the rogue class then you'll be making a lot more money um, each time that you complete a task Whereas again, like the mage class, you're going to gain a lot more experience. And the warrior class, you're going to I, I just, I guess, just live. <laughs> You'll do a lot more damage to, like, monsters or to enemies that you set up. Alright, so that's enough of that. In the end, I had to choose one of these classes when I hit level 10, and I was like, oh no, wait, who should I, uh, oh, oh god. Um, and I, as much as I love the warrior class, like, I love the equipment of the warrior class, I've really been enjoying, like, accumulating diamond swords and those great big, what are the weapons that are just massive, uh, metal balls on the end of a stick that have spikes on them? There's a name for that. You could probably find that out. Rogues are cool, but I, I'm not sure about that. I'm not really in it for, like, the money. Although, I mean, again, I love the equipment in this game. 
So I, I chose between either the mage or the healer. The healer being great for party kind of gaming, and the mage being great for like just gaining a lot of experience and, and moving forward, uh, leveling up quickly. And I haven't really messed, again, I haven't messed with the party system yet. In the future, I'll have to do that. But I have not yet. And so I chose the mage character. Ha <laughs> ha, so I'm a mage. <laughs> Suck it, all you other classes out there. This is a pretty fun game. Again, I must say I have not really looked at the wiki. I mean, at that point when I hit level 10 and they said, hey, hold on, you gotta choose a class. I kind of panicked and went straight for the wiki because, again, wikis are like my my crack. Not cocaine, crack cocaine. And so, yes. I went straight there and had to check and see, like, what exactly I wanted. Uh, but in the end, I chose mage, and I'm trying to stay away from the wikis outside of this. Also, like, I was kind of exploring this website, and it looks like there's a thing called, like, there are a couple different little areas that are hidden away in the site. One is, there's like a tavern chat, is what they call it, which looks like an IRC for Habitica. Um, yeah, it doesn't look like people really use it that often. And it's not a true IRC, it's just like a an applet built into the website that maybe connects to an IRC. I'll have to see if I can connect to that IRC because that's that's probably where all the action's at. And there's like guilds and all this stuff. Just ways, cool ways to like join little groups and be like, hey, hey guys, how you doing? Okay, but the other important thing that I came across here that really, I think, sums up what has been going on in my week this week is I found this thing called the Inn. Um, this is kind of hidden away in one of the menus. Like if you, at the top of your of the Habitica screen, you have a list of menu items. You can choose from Tasks, which is the main page that you go to. Then you have User, that has a lot of your like equipment and stuff like this. But in under social, if you click on tavern chat, or I think just if you click on social, the main button there, it will bring you to like the guilds and the party setup and challenges, which I haven't touched yet. Actually, those probably aren't unlocked for a while. They're not unlocked for me. Oh, well, maybe they are. Maybe they're user created. Oh, but if you go to Tavern Chat, then right at the top there, you can... There's an, a little guy sitting there in the inn. And the inn is a place that you can check into and uh, sort of have protection. It's sort of a... it's a sanctuary. And so, well, a practical use of this would be if you went on vacation and you couldn't, like... Uh, I mean, you were taking a break from Habitica for a little bit, then you would on the website you could check in to this inn and your any things that you don't accomplish any tasks that you don't finish won't count against your health uh, there are a little like a couple of quirks like if you're in a boss battle with your friends and 
you check into an inn, like you're still gonna get damage from their their missed tasks and things, but it's that's something else. In the end, the inn is here to kind of give you a break, to allow you to step away for a couple days or to do other things. And I, this week, I've actually used, I've checked in to the inn. It's been ten weeks since I started this podcast, and since I've started working through all these little um, productivity things that have been flying around in my head forever. And one of the key things in that are, is brought up in getting things done which is David Allen's book, um, is to is this idea of a Sunday review, which is basically just a periodic day. In this case, a day of the week that you spend some time looking over your whole system and seeing how every project is doing. Like in general, you don't want to be doing that. You don't want to do that every day, right? You don't want to be reviewing everything, 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 everything. Because that is insane, for one. And for two, it's just not useful. It's not useful to your time. It's a waste. In the end, on a daily level, you just want to know the couple, the two or three tasks tasks that you want to do that day. Or the way that you'd like to spend the next few hours. And then to go do that, you know? It's, it's all about being in that moment and just finishing things and sitting there and doing them. But it is important to go to go and try and review your whole setup. And I have been doing that on a weekly basis. I generally just kind of go through my head and go through my main articles, my project documents and say like what what uh, what do I need to do? I don't know. But I'm finding that there's another like less periodic um, review that I need to do. And it's sort of like a yearly, it's like a spring cleaning kind of thing. And that's what I've been doing now. I've spent this last week trying to empty out a whole bunch of the like little reservoirs of, of nonsense and like just information that I collect for myself. Uh, the way that my system works is that I... I, I start with, I mean, just any sort of things that crop up in my head, ideas for projects or thoughts on current projects. Any time that I spend, like, uh, working on a, a new podcast, which I'm doing right now, um, or any other number of things, I make notes of those on note cards or in a document in Google Docs. And in the end, note cards are what I've been using pr prominently for the past couple years and couple <laughs> probably more like past five years and that's great and it's wonderful because I mean note cards are great for a number of reasons but in the end I have a huge pile of note cards um yeah just like a good solid pile and one of the I mean I've been looking at this pile for ugh, months and saying oh man when is this going to disappear and you know what? It's this week. And so I've, one of the things I'm trying to do is I'm staying in this inn and kind of setting aside all of my, the daily tasks and the little system I've set up for myself here. Um, 
of how I want to spend my days until I have cleared up that pile of note cards as well as a number of other things. Um, what other things? I also have, like, uh, whenever we get mail, there tends to be... I mean, you get, like, some documents from maybe your, your credit card company or uh, any number of things that you need to... I mean, they're not urgent things to do. They're just sort of reminders, but you need to take care of them in the next maybe month or two. And I have a little stack of those as well. And so I'm going to work through... I. <laughs> This is the crazy side of me, but I call that my paper trail. And so I'm trying to clear my paper trail right now and uh, just empty everything out in this way. I mean, I, I tend to be pretty minimal as far as life goes. Uh, minimalistic, maybe. But I, I love just getting rid of clutter in my life. And these two things have been just a little, a little bit of clutter that I'm deciding to get rid of right now. I'm also going to clear out my reminders, which that's like, I have a, I, if you're familiar with GTD, there's a whole system of how to handle projects and how to um, start from like just thoughts or like, I, like uh, fragments of ideas and turning them into projects and then turning those projects into things that recur and also just like finish, finishing them in the end but sort of on the other side of these note cards that I have piled on my floor full of like ideas that are uh, mostly probably just garbage at this point but a couple good ones um, I have reminders which I've been using my phone for I've been using Google has a uh, Google now has a thing called reminders I think it's also built into Google Calendar but I've been using that as on the other side of this system to remind me to check in on projects or to finish little tasks associated with projects uh, to get things off my mind and uh, sort of to get things done. And at this point I have, I'm also accumulating reminders as well. I have maybe 20 or 25 reminders of things that I need to get done that I haven't yet. And so, I'm just working through those as well. And so the whole point of this week has been to clear up these little piles of clutter in my life, whether they be paper or digital, and just kind of set everything up again. Reorganize Google Docs, which is where I keep all my project files, and just set everything up. This might sound extremely boring to like other people, but Honestly, I, you know, if it does, then yeah, this, this, pro, this podcast probably isn't for you. So maybe I should just stop thinking that at all. Yeah. In the end, this is how I, how I live. This is how I spend my free time or this is how I rather decide how to use my free time by sort of organizing it in this way. Hmm. Yeah, there are whole groups of people who who see GTD or like an, a, um, a productivity system as sort of alien or something that's not necessary. And if you if your job is sort of the thing that you spend all your time thinking about, then I mean, a career and really a workplace is all of the all the incentive that you need to do things. 
At this point, I... GTD, or this productivity system I've set up within Habitica, is mostly shaping my free time. Which is an interesting thought, but it's, it's shaping how I want to spend the time I have available. Obviously, like, work at my restaurant is, is all organized in a separate way, and the rest of my life is, well, the rest of my life is just a little chunk of time every day, and so I just want to spend it the right way. There are also people, I think, who see, who don't need a productivity system in the first place, or aren't interested in that at all. I truly think that, I mean, GTD is not for everyone. I think in the end, there are certain people, <laughs> like there was, oh dang, what's that podcast? Hello Internet? Is that it? Yeah, Hello Internet is uh, CGP Grey's podcast with Brady Haram. Both of these guys being pretty epic um, YouTube stars, uh, YouTube folk, uh, both doing like kind of sciencey videos. And CGP Grey is very much a GTD kind of guy, a guy who likes organizing his system and figuring everything out. I think he has an iPhone, so he uses OmniFocus, which is uh, one of the best productivity apps for the iPhone. I was, <laughs> one of the reasons I was kind, like maybe the only reason I was upset to move away from the Mac world it is that I can't have OmniFocus like on my uh, Moto 3, Moto G, I mean, on my Android phone. I can't have OmniFocus. But I mean, there are other apps to use. And in the end, I'm just making my own from scratch anyway, so it's not much of a help. But all this to say, CGP Grey is a strictly GTD kind of guy, and obviously he does well with that. I mean, consider his YouTube channel, and honestly, you should go watch his YouTube channel. There's some really great videos. Uh, Brady Haran, I think that's how you say his name. Uh, that is, oh no, oh no, John, I absolutely know that this is how you pronounce this man's name. But Brady is a super cool guy. And he does more like interview kind of stuff with college professors on interesting topics. And he is not a GTD guy. Both of these guys do a lot of video work. And as far as I'm concerned, their video work is something they do on the side of their full-time job life. So they are very productive, both of these people. But Brady is the kind of person who does this sort of instinctually he just wakes up and says oh I'll let me grab a coffee and now it's time to go uh, work time to go record a video and it's just instinctual and he doesn't really care how his system works or what it looks like because it works for him uh, it's intuitive is a good word for that whereas CGP Grey in some ways maybe needs GTD as a structure to uh, hold all of his projects together but he's also interested in how that structure looks and how it's organized. And this is CGP Grey's uh, viewpoint is where I stand as well. I, if uh, left to my own devices, I would get almost nothing done or I would find one project and be very excited about it for about two hours and then realize that 
uh, a whole bunch of other projects were weighing on me because I had not finished them. And then I would freeze up and uh, watch YouTube and drink gin for Ad Infinitum. Yikes, that's real. <laughs> um, but also, I, I mean, not only do I sort of need this structure, but I adore, like, fidgeting and, like, working with the structure, like, molding it and trying to see what works best for me. This is, I mean, in many ways, people, especially people in, that I'm familiar with, think of productivity as a kind of, um, as a kind of drug. I mean, you, you can spend all of your life reading sites like Lifehacker and gathering little things and being like, ooh, I just downloaded this, uh, this, I guess, script into IFTTT that lets me turn off my lights automatically at the, when, whenever 10 o'clock PM hits because I don't need them anymore and I'll be bet, in bed at that point, so. I don't have to ever think about turning off the lights in my house again. Which is, is a cool idea. I mean, again, this is kind of cool, fun stuff. But, uh, you see, you can, you can spend your whole life thinking about this productivity stuff. Being like, ah, oh, man, I just, I want to, I'd love to do this. But how do I, I need the best tools, right? I need my perfect notebook and my perfect pen. I need, ooh, look, I need a, an app that lets it, uh, lets me automate my light switches in my house. And I need a, uh, I need some sort of virtual bookcase to show all my books and the things I've read and reviewed, and I need to review all these books. Like, the, in the end, productivity can become a form of procrastination. At least, like, thinking about productivity. And I think that is because of the second part of this of, of my equation here like first off as a person you either need a structure you need a GTD or something like it or you don't in order to finish projects and the second part is you either care about these structures in your life and like how they look and how they feel and like what works best for you or for your world or you don't and I think in general, productivity people or people who read Lifehacker are the kinds of people who w love looking at their structure. Love the idea of finishing things. And maybe they do struggle with finishing things, and so they lie all in that category. But that's the problem. I mean, you just have to step away at a certain point and say, no, it's, it's not about the Sunday review. It's not about the spring cleaning stuff. It, I shouldn't spend my whole life just emptying these reservoirs of note cards that I've built up for myself over the years. This is a thing that happens once every year. This is a thing that I need to clear up so that I can get back to living a normal life. And for me, this is, I mean, this is sort of the inherent argument for this whole thing. Like you have, again, the people who need a system that they can look at and people who don't need a, need a system like the explicit people and the intuitive people and also you have the people who want to to look at their system and classify it and know all the details and labels and people who don't really care but this is all under the arc 
the arch of like or the inherent like concept that people like finishing things people like to make things and it's it feels good when you've like daydreamed about doing a thing and you finally like start working through it or you finally finish it that's a good good feeling I think in the end the problem is daydreams are so easy and so satisfying without finishing anything and the actual act of finishing a task is requires effort and requires something uh, difficult and I oh man I don't even think difficulty has anything to do with it like we're talking about zeros and ones like how do you compare zero and one how many times do you multiply zero in order to get one like is one twice as big as zero is one ten times bigger than zero no they're totally different and this is how a daydream is versus like working on a task finishing a task this the the hurdle that you have to jump between zero and one is immense and also it's just a simple switch I mean you just have to switch yourself on and say you know what I'm going to sit here and hit keys on my keyboard until um, I have a full page of gibberish and then I'm going to go and uh, measure my calories in my food logging app <laughs> is that a segue um, okay I don't know if I actually finished that productivity thought but as a quick little note before we leave here I I have been working with this uh, with these food nutrition apps that we talked about recently and I chose the one I chose in the end is called calorie counter pro I still really don't like these names it's better than like life coach live for forever happiest better self you you can be the better person in the world like it's uh, uh, I am a pretty cynical person but also I'm I think I'm a pretty like perceptive person well my class is more intelligence and perception so uh, as a mage so maybe it's uh, it's all given <laughs> it all makes sense now um, in the end I don't like the title but the app itself calorie counter pro is pretty awesome I've I've been using it to use I mean to plug in all of my little things that I make for myself the innumerable pizzas that I cook and eat all in one sitting and yeah a, a whole bunch of little trends are popping up and I mean I'm not getting as much detail as I would with Soylent I mean Soylent the whole point is to get a hundred percent of every nutrient you need every day so exactly that amount so what that means is since you're only there's a chance that you're only drinking Soylent you're not doing any food or getting nutrients any other way you have to get every nutrient including all of the little bitty micronutrients that you you need and so this food app doesn't handle micronutrients or anything really below sodium <laughs> which is ridiculous and well it makes me realize in the end that like Normal people don't care about micronutrients. You look at a nutritional facts label on the side of a box of pizza or macaroni, and 
It'll say like, oh, carbs? Yeah, sure. This percent of your daily allotment, if you, if you are doing like a 2,000 calorie a day thing, or if blah, 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 blah. And, and sure, salt, sodium, this is how much sodium is in here. But yeah, in the end, it doesn't really care. I mean, no one really cares. And that's too bad. I like, I like this general diving deep into like what you're eating and saying, whoa, I've been eating way too much molybdenum. How do you say that? I don't know. Oh, well. What, what, what were we talking about? I, I don't know. In the end, uh, Calorie Counter Pro. Uh, I recommend it's, it's been a blast so far. I'm sticking with it. It's kind of hard some days, but I'm sticking with it. And I'm realizing that I, I mean, already I've realized a couple little trends in my life. For one, I tend to eat like two massive meals a day instead of breaking it up. And that's kind of a problem. I mean, that means in the mornings, I basically skip breakfast, and then I eat a, a late, late dinner after work for me, which is tends to be like anywhere between 11.30 and 1. And so... In the end, that doesn't leave me feeling great. In the mornings, my body's like, uh, maybe food, maybe. And... Then after I eat, my body's like, oh my god, what do I do with all this? And so I may I may try to change that and start eating like breakfast or like getting some extra meals in, snacks or something. Also, I find that if I eat like store-bought stuff, like for instance, pizza, every day of my life, I always eat too much sodium. This is maybe one of my personal vices. Uh, personal being this is a Western trend and everyone in the US eats too much salt. So there's that. But this is kind of pointing me in the direction of making my own food, which is also something that this app handles pretty well. Like you can create your own little recipes and then use them again and like choose how much of like, I mean, you make a big batch and then you can say, this big batch is how many servings, and so you can, it's very intuitive and very nice. I'm enjoying this app, I have to say it. I'm gonna stick with it. If you guys need a food app, and you're on an Android phone, then I would recommend, hey, why not? Give it a try. Calorie Counter Pro. What's the worst that can happen? Ah, that's a good question. I'm not going to answer that. I am not personally liable. But, recommendations, yay. Good God, we are going long. You want to talk about anything else? How are you guys doing? Hmm. Dang it, I have two more things. Should I just go for like a long episode? What do you guys think about that? This may come out on a Wednesday, if so. And that'll give me more time to, like, do the music. Um, hmm. Alright, let's go. I have two more things to talk about. Real quick. Real quick. So, first off, I'm trying out a new phone plan. So, you, if you've been listening to this podcast for the past couple weeks, you probably realized that my, that a lot of my system right now is based around 
this uh, Android phone, smartphone that I bought recently, and that I'm having a blast with. Uh, one of the best things about it is that uh, it allows me to voice, like, create a reminder for myself just by speaking to the phone, so I don't have to type things in, which is fantastic. I've really been... This is honestly probably my first smartphone. It's, a again, a Moto G third generation. And it's, it's great, but it's my first smartphone because I was kind of waiting. I don't really need a phone in general. Like, I, I live with Wi-Fi. I am a Wi-Fi kind of guy, which tends to mean I spend any time I'm on the internet, it's at home, or it's like at a Starbucks, or like at a friend's house. Like, these are the only times I need a connection or the biggest times I need a connection to the internet. And so the only reason that I would ever get a smartphone or something like that is this thing that has just recently emerged with, uh, with like Siri and with all this voice stuff, which is the idea of a phone being a personal assistant. Like this is the one reason that I would ever have a smartphone. And we are starting to enter that age. I mean, I'm getting to a place where I can talk to my phone and it will transcribe what I'm saying into like a Google Google document or just any anything out there. And I can say like, uh, phone, remind me to wash the dishes tomorrow because they're kind of gross. And I have time tomorrow. I know it. I just, but I also know that tomorrow I... When I look at the dishes, I'm going to say, uh, maybe the next day. But no, it needs to be tomorrow. And my phone's like, that message is too long. I'm like, god damn it. Phone. I need a name for my phone. Oh, but so, I'm a Wi-Fi guy, so my plan so far has been like a pay-as-you-go like lowest lowest level kind of thing like 30 minutes of talk and 30 texts a month and I never use it except when I'm at home when I'm connected to the internet so basically it's like a Wi-Fi enabled it's a VoIP phone for any time except when I'm like driving to work or I'm stuck in a traffic jam and I have to call work and say uh, I'm gonna be late so, I'm changing, I'm changing, guys. This is the uh, checking in at the inn episode. And that means that I'm just changing things up. I'm getting rid of all the gruft or the graft or the craft or the cruft, the crust on the grilled cheese sandwiches. I'm just removing it all. I'm trying to start clean or at least clean the slate a little. And so this new phone plan is going to be a data plan. Again, like the lowest, lowest plan I can get will be like two gigs a month. But that'll be just enough for me. Again, if I want to make a, like a non-emergency phone call, I can do that over, the, over a data plan via like Skype or like Google Hangouts. And if I need, I mean, if I needed something like a towing service, then I can google that and find exactly who i need uh find the right guys for the job i 
Also, I think my cell phone, my service provider, doesn't allow overages. So that means once I hit my two gigabyte cap, I can still access the internet, but it's probably like way, way slow. Like very low bandwidth width, which is cool and it's uh, helpful. And also I think I'm, I'm moving, I'm going to set it up so I don't have a voice plan at all or an SMS plan, just all data. But I think in the end, uh, smartphones allow, I mean, still allow you to make phone calls, uh, like emergency phone calls via their voice setup. I mean, via that phone number. So I'm assuming that's how it works. Uh, actually, I, I won't assume that for too long. I'll check in on that as I set this plan up. But I just got the a new... Um, what kind of card is this? A new... SIM card, right? Yeah, I got a new SIM card. And I'm going to set that up real quick. Probably today. And I'm going to try it out. Just see what happens. So long. This episode's so long. Okay, last but not least. I'm setting up a new new idea for how I want to handle certain things. So there are certain things in my life that aren't necessarily vices, but following this whole like ascetic thing, which again, it's kind of what I'm going for, like a general um, pruning away of the things that are not bad for me, but not the greatest, in order that I can focus on like the things that are truly satisfying to me or the goals that I've set up for myself to focus on the higher things, if you will. And so I've set up a new rule that I think is actually pretty good. Uh, there are a couple things here that kind of get in my way during life, or at least get in the way of higher, <laughs> higher callings. This is not a religious thing. This is, I'm talking about tasks and the things that satisfy me the most, the dreams that I'm focusing on right now in my life and a couple of those are YouTube which is in general like if I'm feeling exhausted and I just want to uh, but I'm not quite ready for bed I'm like an hour out from being ready for bed then I watch YouTube and that's fine but it, it fills time that I could be using some other way at the minimum like fills time I could be in my bed sleeping which yeah, I mean, why not? Come on. And then also alcohol, which sounds like a weird one. I, I'm fine with drinking alcohol and like fancy, fancy liquors, uh, good whiskeys. I adore gins. I've really been getting into a lot of gins recently and there's a lot of really cool flavors out there. It's just a fun little taste experiment, but those are fine. And in the end, I also enjoy, like, a beer with a friend. Th that's great. But, like, alcohol, when, like, drinking maybe, like, a shot of gin when I'm alone, like, when I get home to kind of just settle down and relax, that's, that's nice, but it doesn't, I mean, it, for one, it sets me up, much like YouTube, to do nothing for the next hour or so. And for two, 
it leaves me really like drowsy and in the morning like I don't get good sleep stuff like this so I mean I've come up with a good rule and that rule I'm calling it the social limitation so these two things in particular and maybe other things in the future uh, cheap alcohol and YouTube I'm limiting these things to only to only being around people these are activities that I can do around other people which is perfect I think in the end like there's not much better there's not much in life better than like a couple beers with a friend just like sitting down and having a great big long evening of conversation about philosophy and life and, and that jerk at work who keeps like trying to get you fired like there there's so much good in that and the same with YouTube like YouTube is just another form of media that is largely just absolute rubbish but like has this cream like the floating cream on top of it is so great like if you can find good videos on YouTube then you are set for an evening for a week for a lifetime if you want but yeah let's stay away from that but in the end I think these two things are perfect activities to do around people and to do with people it's perfect And so in the end, the social limitation has been enacted. I am trying to stay, well, I slip up a couple times, but the rule is I'm staying away from YouTube and uh, alcohol when I'm not with people. Or at least cheap alcohol, again. Uh, like maybe every once in a while at work, after a long week, I'll go to the bar and say, hey, I'd like to try a new gen, just a taster. And they oblige me every time. Because they love me. Aww. So, yes. That's it. That's it. I, I covered all my notes. What? Episode 10? I finally cover all the notes that I have? Dang. All sorts of new benchmarks here. Well, I... Oh, man. That is... Uh, that's a longer episode. I mean, it's nowhere near the uh, the days of yore. I once did. In the past, I've done a podcast with Joel Griswold called Talking Trivia with J&J. And that podcast routinely went, like, two hours. Two hours long every week. And occasionally we'd hit, like, three hours, and then we'd break it up into... We'd break an episode into two parts. Ugh. And then eventually we, like broke it up even further we said hey you know what we're just talking about bullshit here so why don't we have a whole episode uh entailing bullshit or like an, a whole episode entailing news and so we would have i mean out of these three hour talk fests we'd break it up into like two or three episodes a week it, it was really insane um but it was fun it was a blast just really insane. <laughs> uh, you know what?
if you haven't listened to my other podcast, you really should. Or at least try them. I don't know if you guys are film nerds, but we just started. Just started? About the same time I started this podcast, I started another one with Joel called Late Night Double Feature Picture Show. And that's pretty good. And I'm working on a couple other podcasts as well. You'll have to wait and see on those. But I, I have a blast with all these. And podcasts are kind of fun. And they give me something routinely to do with my life. Which kind of ties it all back together, doesn't it? Because when you set up, when you have a daydream that feels so clear and satisfying and good that it could be real... And you decide, look at that thing. Why don't I make that a real thing and turn that zero into a one? And then you put in the work and you buy a URL, some website domain name, and set up a blog account and do all the podcast stuff. Then you get it going and get artwork working and watch some films and talk about it with a friend. Like, in the end, I kind of like this. And it feels good to uh, do something awesome every week. So, that's it for this week, guys. That's a long one. That's a long episode, I must say. But episode 10, uh, you're welcome and thank you. This has been a wonderful journey, and it continues next week on Techno Monkey with John Hudson. This one guy who talks to himself in an empty room. But he's not crazy. Or is he? Thank you.